Hello, Cryptonauts. Today is July 24th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 uh, crypto stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Cryptonauts, as a friendly reminder, there is a Discord channel available for cryptocurrency chat, in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate, you can reach out to me through that same Discord messenger or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's go ahead and get started with your top 10 decentralized finance coins by market capitalization. Starting off with number one, Chainlink. With a market cap of 2.7 2.7 billion dollars. Second place we have Ampleforth at 633 million dollars. That's a big difference from number one and number two. From 2.7 billion to 633 million. Wow. And in third place we have Maker settling at no uh, with a market cap of 463 million dollars. And in fourth place, we have Compound with $430 million. And in fifth place, we have Synthetics Network Token with $366 million. And in sixth place, we have Aave with $356 million. And in seventh place, we have Dai with $310 million. And eighth place, we have Kyber Network with $291 million. And in ninth place, we have Zero X with $273 million. And in tenth place, we have Augur with $227 million. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 DeFi by market cap. And your overall market cap is at. 329 billion dollars up by 0.4 percent on the day all right let's get started with your crypto news of the day all right crypto knots as a friendly reminder we are using decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as coingecko.com and don't forget that on CoinGecko.com, you can collect your daily candies, which I just did right now. Until tomorrow, I'll collect some more candies. With that said, your first news coming in from Forecast News staff. Over 1,000 people at Twitter had access to God Mode Admin Panel. Twitter's God Mode Administrative Panel, which was used by hackers to post Bitcoin scam messages and read people's private direct messages, was available to over 1,000 people working for the company, including outside contractors from a firm called Cognizant, according to a report from Reuters. For its part, Twitter had declined to comment on the figure. The sources Reuters spoke to said that Twitter had gotten better about restricting and monitoring access to this admin panel following a scandal last year where two former Twitter employees were caught spying on Saudi dissidents on behalf of the kingdom's law enforcement. Court documents filed at the time claimed that the process of collecting this sensitive information was trivial, demonstrating the susceptibility of social media companies to insider attacks. Outside staff had access to Twitter's God Mode panel. 
employees of IT contractors Cognizant also reportedly had access to Twitter's admin panel. The firm was in the news in late 2019 after an investigation by The Verge that its staff working as contractors for Facebook's content moderation team were paid nearly minimum wage for moderating trauma-inducing content, including videos of suicide and animal abuse. A number of security experts interviewed by Reuters identified lower-paid outside support staff as a potential source of security threats for firms like Twitter. Alright, we're done. Next news. Written by Sharia Malwa. UK football club held to ransom over 400 Bitcoin, approximately $3.8 million. The UK National Cybersecurity Center issued a warning Thursday that said football teams are at an increased risk for ransomware attacks and phishing campaigns with a recent incident highlighting this issue. Earlier this week, an unnamed English Football League EFL club was attacked by hackers, according to the report, who was encrypt who encrypted all of its security and corporate systems. They demanded 400 Bitcoin to release the description decryption key. But the club didn't pay up and the hackers went forward with their attack leading to severe financial damages. Reportedly several hundreds of thousands of pounds including re remediation for the club. Ouch. Next news. Written by Liam Frost. Ex-Nissan CEO paid $500,000 in cryptocurrency to escape Japan, says US. US prosecutors allege that Anthony Goshen the son of Nissan's ex-chairman, Carlos Goshen, paid $500,000 in cryptocurrency to one of the U.S. residents who allegedly helped fly his father out of Japan, the Wall Street Journal reported yesterday. His father had been accused of financial crimes there. From 2018, Carlos Goshen was living in a court-monitored home in Tokyo. Then, in December 2019, he carried out a Hollywood-style escape from Japan to Lebanon, hidden inside a musical equipment box. Gosen was reportedly helped by former U.S. Army Special Forces veteran Michael Taylor and his son Peter, with the latter receiving the $500,000 in cryptocurrency. To corroborate the, their findings, federal prosecutor presented documents from crypto exchange Coinbase <sighs> demonstrating the alleged transfer from Anthony Gosen to Peter Taylor, the WSJ noted. Oh man, okay. No comment. Next news. Written by Forecast News staff, 10,000 10, at-miners vanished from Bitmain's owned mining farm. Following a brief intermission, the clash between McCreezan and Jianwu, the estranged co-founders of Bitcoin mining hardware from Bitmain, has resumed. According to a post on Bitmain-owned at-miners, WeChat, 10,000 at-miners at a mining farm in Inner Mongolia were illegally moved in mid-July by former Bitmain staff, causing severe financial damage to Bitmain and its customers. What, ha what has happened to the Antminers? While some Antminers buyers choose to operate their miners themselves, many opt to co-locate their miners at a Bitmain-owned mining farm in exchange for a monthly fee and a cut of revenue from their miner. Many of the vanished app miners are in this category. The Bitmain subsidiary that currently owns the farm is Fujian Zanhua Intelligent Technology Company, which, according to public records, is controlled by Zan. As Decrypt previously reported, Zan set the, this company up to operate Bitmain's bank account. He was no longer in control of the firm's official account, as Jianwu had a company chop his, in his possession. 
and a Weibo post from Bitmain's main account, Zan accused Wu of attempting, attempting to illegally transfer the Antminers, which he maintains are Bitmain's property into a company controlled by Wu. Who controls what at Bitmain? The battle between Zan and Wu is over the possession of legal representative of Bitmain. With the position comes control of the corporate shop, and thus unlimited signing authority on behalf of the company. Although Zan controls the firm's Beijing office and its Shenzhen factory, Wu remains Bitmain's legal representative and controls the Hong Kong parent of Bitmain China in June. Wu reportedly cut off the supply chain, the supply of chips from Taiwanese company TSMC to Bitmain's factory. As mighty as an ant miner, Bitmain's ant miners are a major con contributor to the world's hashing power. The ant miner S9, the company's flagship produced approximately 23% of the world's hashing power according to a report by Coinmetrics. As miners play such a crucial role to the world's hashing power, the uncertainty over its management continues to concern miners and the Chinese crypto community. More so, according to one report, than the floods and Bitcoin mining hotspot, Sichuan. Wow. Okay, hopefully I get that taken care of. Next news, written by Will Heisman. White Hat hackers rescue $7,500 of stolen Ethereum. A victim of a sophisticated crypto phishing scam has had their stolen cryptos returned after White Hat hacker recovered over $16,000 worth of Ethereum. Hold on. Was that $16,000? Wait, okay, so on top, it says $7,500. Okay, let's continue reading. The hacker intercepted the funds after managing to penetrate the database of crypto phishing scam. And unlike some 350,000 people that fell victim to the recent Twitter hack and Bitcoin scam, this time the funds were reunited with their owners. And it's not the first time he has helped people to avoid crypto scams either. Earlier this month, Harry Denley, director of security at blockchain analytics firms, my crypto stumbled across a particularly sophisticated variant of a phishing scam. The method lulls victim in with phony users interface that imitate popular decentralized finance protocols in this instance. Uniswap, an ETH-based token exchange, explained Danley in a blog post. Once hooked, the scam prompts victims into revealing a host of information they really shouldn't divulge, including private keys, a secret alpha alphanumeric password that provides access to stashed crypto funds, the bogus UIs then redirects victims to the actual protocol in an apparent effort to avoid suspicion. Fortunately for one victim, Denley was on hand to follow the fraudster's plans, and favorably for Denley, the scammer's database security was lax, allowing him to receive the fished details and eventually recover the funds. Wow, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Next news. Written by Liam Frost. Coinbase CEO reflects on neutrino acquisition. We messed up. Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong today admitted that the acquisition of Neutrino, a company run by an infamous team of hackers in March 2019, was a mistake. Speaking with Peter McCormick on the What Bitcoin Did podcast, he said Coinbase had no excuse. We definitely made a mistake, said Armstrong, adding that most of our di uh, diligent diligence was around the technology itself. What we failed to do was do diligence more <laughs> around our values and our cultures. Yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah. Even though everybody freaking told you. Anyways, sorry. Let me continue. Continue. 
Uh, Armstrong explained that Coinbase needed new analytics softwares and the choice was between developing it in-house, acquiring someone, or investigating. In the end, the company decided to buy blockchain analytics platform Neutrino. This is an instance where we messed up. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have done more, we should have, we should have done more dil diligence since that happened. We revamped our diligence process to include these kinds of reputational checks in the process. There's really no excuse I can give you, Armstrong acknowledged. <sighs> Slap yourself. Next news, Will Heisman. Chess Grandmaster Gary Kasparov says Bitcoin adoption is inevitable. Russia Chess Grandmaster Gary Kasparov said in a recent interview that in the wake of unconventional monetary policies and governmental overreach, Bitcoin might be the right move. Speaking to Forbes, the former world chess champion said anything that can offer us the opportunity to take back control or some control of our privacy is always welcome. That's why I think the steady rise in popularity of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency and blockchain technology as a concept is inevitable, he added. Kasparov's affinity for Bitcoin is understandable. After all, he sits as the chairman of the Human Rights Foundation, a nonprofit which identically represents, which incidentally recently launched a Bitcoin development fund. But the chess grandmaster went further, advocating the strength of Bitcoin as an alternative to monetary policy in the U.S. The good thing about Bitcoin is that you know exactly the number, the magic number of 21 million. And we understand the formula behind that, said Kasparov. But when you look at the other side, the Fed, for instance, you never know how many trillions of dollars will appear on the market tomorrow that will damage your savings. People are looking for alternative means of protecting their wealth and saving their fortune against inflation or uncontrolled state interference with their financial affairs, he added. He's not the only one to have noticed this. Billionaire Mark Cuban said in April that Bitcoin stands to benefit if the U.S. keeps printing money, although he's a little more skeptical. Alright, next news by Jose Antonio Lance. Bitcoin trading volume hits all-time highs in six countries. Something very special is happening in the world of peer-to-peer -peer Bitcoin trading. According to data compiled by analytics site Useful Tulips, de developing regions throughout the world have recently seen an explosion of interest in crypto, particularly in Latin America and Africa. And as demonstrated in tweets from independent crypto research Kevin Rook Rookie, six countries struck all-time highs Bitcoin trading volumes earlier this week in India. And there's a bunch of numbers here, so we're going to the next news. Next news! Former DHS, no this one's written by Andrew Hayward. Former DHS chief lawyer joins crypto VC firm's par paradigm. Paradigm, a San Francisco-based venture capital firm that invests in crypto assets and crypto-related startups, has announced the hiring of Augustus Coldabella as general counsel. Coldabella once held the same position for the United States Department of Homeland Security and the tail end of the George Washington, George W. Washington, George W. Bush administration, serving as acting general counsel from 2007 to 09, after being deputy counsel from 2005 to 07. This isn't Cold Cold Bella's first dip into the crypto industry. However, 
Prior to this appointment, he worked for Circle, the crypto firm behind the USD coin stablecoin launched in collaboration with Coinbase. He was the first firm's EVP, chief legal officer, and secretary firm from September 2018 through the end of 2019 as an advisor on the public policies and government relations until April. Okay, uh, let's see. Codabella is the latest in the string of former government employees joining crypto firms. Earlier this month, Signal Sigal Sigal Mandelker, former Treasury Undersecretary for Terrorism and Financial Intelligence under President Trump, joined blockchain analyst firm Chain Analysis as an advisor. While the Libra Association added former FinCEN Director Robert Werner as General Counsel in May. Okay, next news. Written by Jason Nelson, Dragon Chain spins out Meet MiFi. Dragon Chain, an enterprise-focused blockchain initially developed by the Walt Disney Company, spun out a new identity solutions entity called MiFi. It announced this week, and MiFi is rebranding the Dragon Chain's Dragon Factor application to Factor. All this branding is intended to create a bit of distance from Dragon Chain. Why? Enter the Dragon. The main reason for the spin-off is independence and focus. Dragon Chain marketing coordinator Blake Branham told Decrypt, eventually Factor will offer other services and use cases of its own. Therefore, it's better for the project to be under its own umbrella and brand. In 2018, Dragon Chain released Dragon Factor, an application that chunks up and stores user data on a decentralized network in Factors that can be used as needed without revealing more information than necessary. Okay, let's go on down. Okay, Dragon Chain and MiFi have plenty of company in the blockchain identity market. Competitors including Blockstack, Blockscore, Civic, Cambridge Blockchain, and SecureKey, with more to come as Web 3.0 develops. Consumers are be- are becoming savvier about the technology they use and are looking for the best ways to protect, use, and monetize their data. Alright, next news. Next news written by The Defiant. YFI surges more than 70 times pushing governance limits. This is this is what radical community governance looks like. Why earn finances Wi-Fi? token is one of the most interesting projects on ethereum right now in one week since it launched it's gone through a parabolic price increase i pop in returns for yield farmers hundreds of millions deposited into the platform's liquidity pool and this is likely the most unique aspect seven on-chain votes what why earn finance is the first project on ethereum whose governance is entirely in the hands of of token holders while other teams like MegaDAO and Compound Finance give users the power to participate in major decisions via token-based voting. Why earn is different in that there is no foundation, early venture investors, or management holdings large stake. Earn it. Wi-Fi is distributed among those who supply liquidity for the Why Earn platform, and that's the only primary market. There was no pre-sale or initial Dex offering. The system has worked out with Wi-Fi. Up Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi up more than 70 times in one week, climbing to almost $2,500. A record well. I'm, I'm, that's crazy. I'm missing all this money. That's crazy. 70 times. The token for the people. 
narr narrative coupled with yields of over 1,000% annually resulting from its program to incentivize liquidity. Wow. Wow. DeFi Hero, why earns governance left entirely in the hands of the community has elevated founder Andre Kronji to something close to a hero in the DeFi community. Kronji also gave up control over Wi-Fi issuance, which it solely held after launch to the concern of many, and put it in a multi-signature wallet, which requires six out of nine participants to agree on changes. Kronji isn't one of the signatories in the multi-sig. Mm, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. DeFi. That's that's a lot of money, DeFi, right there. Wi-Fi. Next news, written by Jose Antonio Lance. Ethereum is on fire. Price breaks new yearly high. Ethereum is on fire. After breaking through the $240 resistance level that kept it trading sideways since June, the most important altcoin in crypto changed the course of an otherwise boring few months of trading. ETH jumped following a sudden rise in the price of Bitcoin on Wednesday night, and it hasn't stopped since. When Bitcoin broke above $9,300, the rest of the crypto market followed. Total market capitalizations for all crypto grew by roughly $7 billion in 24 hours. Now, the yearly record band is the new barrier to overcome. ETH last struck $285 per token in mid-February. If Ethereum manages to stay above $285 after the correction, we could soon see ETH in the $303.15 range again. Awesome. Next news written by Alexander Beckrens. DeFi token Synthetics gets listed on OKX Crypto Exchange. Decentralized finance tokens are making their way to centralized exchanges, blurring the lines between competing ideologies in the world of crypto. Crypto exchange OKX announced today the listing of Synthetics SNX token. The Synthetics DeFi protocol facilitates the issuance and trading of synthetic assets like cryptocurrencies, stocks, gold, and other real-world assets using ERC-20 tokens. The listing comes after DeFi takes up crypto world by storm, going from a $1 billion industry to a $3 billion within two months, potentially drawing in new users and institution institutional uptake and the market continues to boom. Founded in 2018, the Synthetics platform unlocks on-chain exposures to any assets, allowing users to lock SNX tokens to mint tradable synth. Assets like Synthetic Bitcoin or Synthetic USD. Their protocol allows users to gain exposures to assets without actually holding them, reducing friction for transfers and improving censorship resistance. Alright, next news, written by Robert Stevens. Bitcoin is pumping back into crypto exchanges. Here's why. For the first time since January, more Bitcoin is flowing into crypto exchanges than is flowing out of them. According to data from a new report from Glassnode, using, date, using data up until July 19th, Glassnode found that more Bitcoin has entered exchanges this month than it has left it. This bucks the trend for more Bitcoin leaving exchanges than entering it. That the trend is reversing is significant. In March, the month of the coronavirus-inspired market crash, the cut that cut the price of Bitcoin to almost half, around 92,000 92, Bitcoin flowed out of exchanges. 
That's the largest amount drained from exchanges in a single month, or as Glassnode itself put in a report from May, the largest and most prolonged BTC exchange balance downward trend in Bitcoin's history. Scroll on down. DeFi protocols have boomed this month. In fact, the market cap for DeFi increased by staggering $1 billion in the past two weeks, along alone a 33% increase. Most of the DeFi protocols are based on Ethereum, giving traders a reason to pump Bitcoin into exchanges and convert them to DeFi tokens. Okay, next news. Oh, what? That's it. That is it, Crypto Nuts. That is it. Do not forget. Wash your hands, wash your feet, wash your face, and wash your mouth, and wash everything else. Because that virus is still out there. Make sure you wear your face mask and keep social distancing at six feet and greater. If you can, stay quarantined. Don't leave. And only go out for essential things if you need to. Alright? I see I see too many folks out there when I when I come back from work. I see way too many folks out there at restaurants. Yeah, outdoor dining, but there's, it's still, it's still stacked. They're they're stacked like anchovies. It's crazy with with kids running around. Folks, nobody's wearing a mask. Everyone's just. It's like, what's the point of being outside or inside? It makes no difference. You're still all squashed together in one little patio. So, uh, be safe out there because uh, we're going through another surge. It's crazy. It's crazy. With that said, Cryptonauts, make sure you give a like, subscribe, a heart, a thumbs up, a positive comment, which I appreciate. With that said, Cryptonauts, I will catch you all on the next one. Adios.